It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! Hey, welcome to the show, everybody. It's another ad- adaptable. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. I was. I was going to say. Going for addition. No. No. Something to start with an A. Maybe awesome and spectacular. Huh. Who knows? I'll tell you what. This intro is redactable. Mm. Oh, not good. Mm-hmm. Should be retractable. <laughs> retractable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this is ears up, and uh, today's show is going to be pretty interesting. I think we stumbled upon it kind of by accident, Taryn. It's your show. Uh huh. And you're going to talk about the history of the partners statue. Yeah. Yeah. Who thought it had a history? Uh, apparently you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I how found did, one. How did you figure this out? Um, gosh, I can't remember. It was literally only like three days ago, but this has been a really long week. Um, yeah. That's the same amount of days. I don't remember. I think I was just thinking about like the stuff that we do history on, and I'm like, oh my gosh, we've done so many rides, we've done so many lands, like what's something different but also the same? I'm like, ah, the partner statue. Gosh. Perfect. <laughs> You did think a lot about it. Don't ask me questions. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, it takes you three days to come up with an answer. Yeah. Okay. And it's still not quite there. (laughs) No. (laughs) Still not there yet, but we're trying. Uh, Well, that's okay. That's that's cool. It's interesting. You know, I don't know. I mean, we we focus on a lot of the obvious stuff, but um, I feel like the partner statue, I would never have imagined. I think you were reading some random thing, and you're like, did you know that the partner statue hasn't been there the whole time? Like, well, I... I knew that somewhere, but I didn't really know it. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess that's kind of pretty much what what piqued my interest is how young it is. But yeah. we'll get to that. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Uh, before we get to that, though, find us on iTunes, rate us on iTunes, and then you know, listen to us wherever you listen to us. Um, all that kind of stuff. Whatever. I don't know. I need a new intro. After three years of doing this one, I'm over it now. We should we should look back and see how many times you've said that. Have fun. <laughs> I remember, remember when we tried to start an archive where we're like, hey, let's go back and listen to like five shows. We got through about 12. And write down, I think we got 25. It was about, oh. we hit our 20, 20 show mark and I was like, we're going to need to go back and like pull audio at some point, I'm sure. Right, right. No, <laughs> we got to like 25 and we're like, oh, this is great. And then it didn't, it didn't happen. So if anybody wants to be our archivist, uh, the pay is uh, non-existent, but yeah. um, I'll God give bless. you uh, unlimited coveyers. There you go. <laughs> if you want to go back and, uh, you know, basically we just need to know like stuff like that. Yeah. Like, uh, honestly, I would like to do some sort of game at the 100th episode yes. where it's like, who said this kind of thing. Yes. I um, but ain't nobody got time for that. No. Or maybe somebody does. It's just not me. <laughs> it's No, it's definitely not me either. I just wonder like, how many things you and I say that are just going to get... Oh, yeah. Which which one of them said that? Doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> it doesn't, it does, literally doesn't matter. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's the same. Uh, we're all over social media. I think we're almost at 1,000 people liking our Facebook page. Which is kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. So I've had 894. So I've had... Yeah. yeah. So I think it's been, been flatlining around there for a little bit. But, yeah. uh, you know, hey, man. Tell your friends. Whatever. Tell your friends, hey, like this page, and then and then I don't know what. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Pinterest, probably I'm sure. Uh, if you have feedback for the show, that goes to Taryn at earsuppodcast.com. As Bev shakes her head very very slyly. <laughs> it's been a while since Pinterest has been yeah, Pinteresting. Right. <laughs> Pinterest. Is that, is that still around? I don't know. 
<laughs> that was Bev's job, in case you guys didn't understand. It has. That. I'll get back on it. <laughs> Jump right back on that horse. Yeah. It's Tumblr. You go through phases with Pinterest. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you're like, oh my gosh, I've seen everything on Pinterest. So you have to give it like a month. And then you go back or, and you Or go, five. Or five. <laughs> Good to know. Ben, no, it hasn't been that Ben bad. is fired again. Right. Second God, time second fired Second time tonight. tonight. You're on a roll. Call you butter. Because uh, you're on a roll. <laughs> yeah, uh, I got it. Easy hungry. <laughs> oh, uh, <clears throat> any compliments for whatever? If you want to compliment uh, the environment or compliment uh, <laughs> your boss's shoes, send that email to Terrence, T-E-R-R-E-N-C-E, at earsuphavenpodcast.com. You can say hi, hi. to Bev uh, at the aforementioned URL. And anything else goes to me, Jason, at whatever. Nothing um, goes to me. Nothing, literally nothing. I already, no, I said feedback goes to Taryn. Yeah, that's what I'm oh, yeah. I didn't hear But you guys were like, like <laughs> chit-chatting sign language or something at each other. I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> Weirdos. Um, don't forget, we do have a blog. We just posted Beverly's review of the uh, three caballeros, mm-hmm. or what is it, the, the nine carboneros? <laughs> Six carboneros. carboneros. It's the five okay. carbon- carburetors. <laughs> yeah. That's the cars tie-in. Oh, yes. Oh. Welcome to the five carburetors. Right, right. <laughs> um, it's you know it's a few paragraphs long and it's um, it's very Bev. It says that I wrote it, like I published it, but right. it's not really me. It's really Bev. Um, and we do have a comment on that. We'll read that during feedback. Are you ready for that, Beverly? I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> um, and then uh, so that is a part of our uh, animated classics review. Where we're going back. The point of that we're going back through the animated classics uh, feature length. Uh, you know, full releases only, right? Because that's all that really matters. Just to see if they if they stand the test of time. I know, are we really passionate about these things um, after 50, 60 years because they were good or because they were cool or it's because just, of neither? It's nostalgia. Yeah. It's nostalgia. nostalgia. Just why people think Disneyland's better than DCA. Now go on. <laughs> that's okay. So I I did want to comment on that. I I had a work function this past week okay. and. At the work function, we had a speaker who, um, he's like a professor and he's like the first person, uh, that did an entire college course on the history of Disneyland. Oh, wow. So of course I wanted to go. I was really excited right. about it. Um, he didn't really teach anything that I didn't already know, which was kind of cool because I was like, wow, yeah. we know a lot of stuff. Right. Um, That's smart. but, <laughs> Uh, at the end of the thing, he has a book and I got it signed and I, so I, I told him, I was like, it's actually for you, Terrence. And I, oh, okay. I told him, I was like, this is for my friend Terrence. Um, he's part of the podcast. I was like, actually, he's the only person I know that thinks DCA is better than Disneyland. And he stopped writing and he looked up and he went, you should go back and let him know that a college professor, a doctor <laughs> is telling him that he's wrong. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> hey, nine out of ten doctors agree. I don't know yeah, you. Terrence is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are you, a foot doctor? I mean, come on. Exactly. Jeez, who cares? Yeah, the podiatrist told me that I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we already have our next animated classes classics review lined up, and it is Terrence. Terrence is going to do it. Yes, I what am. What movie are you doing, Terrence? I'm doing Song, <laughs> song of the South. Song of the South. Ooh, is it plural? Is it Songs of the South, or is it Song of the South? It's just, it's just one, one song. It's one song. It's just one long Because there's like vignettes. It's like little yeah. things. The yeah. whole South singing one song. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's not released anymore, but you have a copy. I found a copy online, yeah, too. Yeah. Um, I've seen that. I've tried to watch that a few times. It, for me, it's very boring. Yeah, I, Very boring. I, I don't 
I don't think I'm going to enjoy it, but I think yeah. it'll be a good uh, blog post. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. That's all I can say. We'll I kind see. of think that it will be the most. I don't know if I if I remember what I remember correctly about the Bray Rabbit cartoons. I think they're the most entertaining. Right. Um. Like you know, whatever. I don't know. I think they were funny. I remember okay. laughing about it because I was reading the book as a kid. Right. Like right. you know, follow along and you when the page turns <laughs> yes. or when the chimes ring like this, you turn the you page. Turn the page yeah. Those little you know the very very distilled version of yes of that yes. movie. So yeah, you just hold your your hands out. Right. This gag is really good for radio. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are doing really great. We're not. This isn't for radio. We're just communicating. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you. Oh, help me, Sam. Um, <clears throat> You can support Ears Up through our Amazon link. Do our shopping via Amazon. Go to our website, Amazon thing. Click it. Uh, oh, speaking of websites, Taryn has revamped the website, so let yeah, us know how you think about it. That. Looks pretty good. Thanks. It's not done, but it's it's. I think it's better. Yeah. Um, you can also there. sign up for reoccurring donations via PayPal, or uh, better yet, go through Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash ears up. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Um, and sign up for a reoccurring thing there. And that way, actually get some stuff back. I mean, you people on PayPal, we love you to death. Don't worry about it. You're fine over there because it's less work for us. Um, but if you want something back other than a show, because mm-hmm. you are kind of paying for the show, um, we'll give you little stuff. So go over there to patreon.com slash ears up. Check out all the weird things that we have to give to you at various levels, or you can just donate randomly through Patreon as well. You don't need to actually choose a reward. Uh, you go to Coveers, go to getcoveers.com and um, you know, s- support us. Go buy Coveers. Those, can we mention the Coveers that you... Yeah, yeah they sure. were on Twitter. <laughs> Dope. Dope. Yeah. It was a pick. One that said, I love churros. <laughs> and then the other uh, cover was a scanned picture of me yeah. holding 417 <laughs> churros. <laughs> yeah. Go to our, either our Amazon, um, Amazon, our uh, Twitter account on Coveyors or Ears Up. I retweeted it from Ears Up, but go to Coveyors, give it some love, uh, and you can see a picture of what Terrence is talking about. Yeah, we're working on our sublimation printer stuff. It's slow going, um, but eventually we're going to be able to do fully custom Coveyors, so that'll be fun too. Um, <clears throat> speaking of Patreon, so our details of our hundredth show, um, our tickets will be available soon. I know I've said that before, but I'm just I'm trying to figure out. If anybody's going to – no, I'm over that. <laughs> I know people are going to go, but I'm trying to figure out, like, the best entertainment to provide you guys mm-hmm. for the price that I'm going to have to charge you guys mm-hmm. um, because of the rental of the space and all that kind of stuff. So that's the only reason. That's the only thing that's really holding us back is just is just what we can do. So uh, we've talked about it before. We're going to do a little raffle, and we're going to have some live games. Terrence and I, are gonna, we need to work on that yes, soon. Um, and I think that the cool thing that we added is each person who attends will get a goodie bag. With treats and special niceties and stuff like that. I don't really know what what it is yet. That's cool. Probably some buttons or whatever. It's yeah. not going to be super like great and, and like. No, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome, but it, don't expect like uh, you know. You're not going to need to file a tax claim. <laughs> yeah. On it. Right. yeah, right. Okay, that's true. So, no, not everybody's getting a car. Not the right. You get a car. It's not Oprah. I need to go to Oprah for real. I think I'd be upset because you have to pay taxes on it. You're like, really? You just cost me six grand, Oprah. Thanks. <laughs> Sell the car, and then you make back your money. Is that how it works? And then you buy a less nice car, <laughs> right. and you have the money to pay for it. Yeah. 
Um, <clears throat> so if you uh, sign up for Patreon supporters, and I won't say when because I don't know when the, the tickets are going to be announced, um, but we're going to hit you, the Patreon supporters and the PayPal reoccurring donors, first with ticket information. Um, and then the general public will get their chance 24 hours later to get tickets to the 100th show. And, again, that's November 11th at Ralph Brennan's Jazz yes. Kitchen. 11th? 11th, yes. yes 11-11. Uh, I think it's going to be a good time. So be sure to sign up for Patreon, um, and you get your first your first run at those tickets. And it's a limited ticket uh, amount. I think it's going to be limited to 50 tickets. So And that's including children. That's including children. That's correct. Yes, mine can't come. <laughs> well, I, you have too many. You can pick sorry, one. Sorry. We have 50 tickets, including children. We only have 12 tickets in. Yeah. We're going to be doing a show for your family. Kids. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of uh, updates, I don't know. Uh, D23. So last show, oh. we announced that we are going to be at D23 as Coveyors. Huh. That is no longer Whoopsies. happening. Um, I applied, <clears throat> excuse me, I applied to go. I applied for us to go. And, um, I got an email back saying that we were, uh, rejected because our product encroaches upon Disney. And they're, they're, uh, I was like, what are you talking about? So I, I found this lady's number and I called her. She was actually very nice. And she explained that there are three, three levels. So whenever she gets the, um, let's say, you know, we throw shirts. We right. want. I want to sell churro shirts at the thing. Well, I guess why am I using an analogy? Yeah, I sent in coveyors. Yeah. I actually did the thing. I don't need an analogy <laughs> no. for the story because exactly. it's literally the okay. exactly. I'm really the thing. I'm really awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. So I sent in the coveyors uh, application, and she kicks it up to three different departments, and it's um, like theme park merchandise, uh, legal, and you know something else. I forget what it is. Um, and she goes, you know, I've never had all three departments reject anybody before. Wow. As quickly as they did with yours. Wow. <laughs> I was like, why? She said, basically, they're looking at Coveyors as preventing Disney from selling more ear hats. And the answer is yes. And the answer but, is sort of, yeah. Uh, I, I So I had to like think yeah. on my feet real fast. I was like, well, we're actually getting a lot of people email us saying that they're buying more hats because of the thing. And she goes, I don't know. I can't really do it. She couldn't do anything about right, it. Right, right. Um, so that was disappointing mm-hmm. uh, because we literally been planning this for two years. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we were, you know, we missed two years because it's every other year, right? We missed 2015's. Uh, by like a month. Yeah. And it was really bummer. disappointing. But, uh, you know, I mean, I, look, they got to look out for themselves. Um, you know, I understand that. We've been talking maybe about going just to go. Right. Um, a, a few of us here on the show, but I don't know if that's going to happen either. Are you Are you still thinking about going? Yeah, if you guys go, yeah, I'd be happy to go. It's already, well, it's already a plan. I'm already planning on it. Mm-hmm. So. But see, we'd have to like just go as people, well, like I know. Yeah. buy tickets. We're talking thing. about seeing about uh, media. We'll see if we can get in for that as the podcast. I can email this, yeah. this lady. Huh. Well, if we don't go, would you still go? If we don't go, like to if D23, Taryn and I don't go, would I go to D twenty three? Yeah, without us, this little nerdy kid walking around. No, yeah. no, All right. All right. no. Okay. Well, I was going to say because, maybe because I'd be by myself. So maybe. Right. <laughs> because if you go, I can give you the recorder yeah. and a microphone right. and you can actually like do some some audio. Maybe. Okay. I mean, don't we'll don't get it. him wrong. Like we want to go. No, no, I understand. It's just uh got it's, a lot of expenses. It's not in the cards <laughs> right now. So we'll, we'll see. we'll see. I don't know. I mean, it might even be really hard to get tickets. But anyway, we'll see. Uh so okay. that's your D23 update. Coveyors rejected in record time. <laughs> By the way, 
uh, which, oddly enough, I'm kind of proud of. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Like, we, well, they obviously we the, got noticed. Yeah. We did the best at, at being the, 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 <laughs> the least applicable or whatever, the least right. wanted right. in the whole room. Well, I'm, I'm glad that we got rejected because that means that I want to say They're a little see, bit afraid. Yeah. Well, hopefully this means that they'll be like, hey, maybe we should buy them out. That would be amazing. Well, she, be great. I, I did talk to her, and, and I was like, well, maybe you can pass my information along, because this right. is a hard nut to crack, trying to figure that out. And she goes, right. you know what? She goes, I'll do that, only because you've been so nice. She goes, you'd be surprised at how many people yell at me. And it's not, I have no choice on the matter. I'm yeah. like, dude, I was like, front-facing customer service people mm-hmm. deserve all the the patience that you can muster at any given time, because it's not it's not your fault. And, and then I hung up the phone and screamed at her. <laughs> 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 what are you doing? You're ruining my life. Speaking of ruining my life. So this morning I'm taking my my daily multivitamin, right? And I decide to look at the bottle. And I'm like, okay, what am I actually taking? <laughs> and how, I'm going. How long have you been taking the multivitamin? Oh God, uh, since September. And you're just August. now figuring out you should probably know what you're taking. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Please. It's multivitamin. It's supposed to be good for you, right? So I I take I pop it in my my mouth and drink my water and then I look at the bottle and I'm like, it has like a hundred percent of like twenty five things and I'm like. I mean, the pill is like the size of like a pincher bug, like what? A, of a pill. Of a pill. Well, it's a pretty large pill, but still, like, how is it possible that all of those vitamins are fitting in that tiny little thing? <laughs> like, I kind of think I'm being scammed. Like, I just don't think that it's possible. I know I'm, I'm not not like a chemist, but come on. Next time you're taking your vitamin, look at it and be like, really? A hundred percent of B12, B6, A, C, D, D20, all of it? D20, D20. D40, all those vitamins. I mean, it's ridiculous. I, I might even not take them anymore. I missed that segment. <laughs> Sam's like, yeah. And he lives with me. That's like the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Sam is Beverly's husband, for those of you who don't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Take ten of them. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that took his shirt off on Space Mountain as That's it was true. going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then put it back on before it was right? over. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a while ago. It's getting harder and harder since our, like, our show families are intertwining with one right. another. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know who knows what stories. Right. Um, that's a good... That's it's a, a good, good thought, story. right? Yeah. That's a good... My favorite part about it... Well, I have two favorite parts. One is that you're just now deciding to figure out what you're taking. And then you called yourself not like a chemist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like a chemist. Huh. Well, uh, yeah, all right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Sorry. It's just so funny. Uh, let's do some feedback, Taryn. What do you think? Yes. All right. So I'm going to do the feedback because you are going to do the show, and that's a lot of talking for Taryn. Yeah. Tell me about it. All right. You guys don't want to hear all that. No. So this one is from Matthew, and he says, good day, Jason. Good day, Matthew. 
Uh, I have two questions. When will the next show be online? I can't wait. Um, I don't remember when you sent this. Uh, there has been a show posted uh, a week and a half, two weeks ago, so check that out. The one that I'm currently talking to you on uh, will be posted on Monday, but you won't know about it until it's posted, so it's going to be posted. It's a perp- I can never answer your question. I think well, why really don't you problem. just say we post them every other Monday? Or that's the that's the goal. Because I like my version better. Oh, okay, Where sorry. like it's in perpetually behind. Like I can never yeah. answer his question because <laughs> every time I'm addressing him, he won't know about it until he listens to the show when it's posted. Got it. I'm smart too. You know what that was? A good story. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two. Do you think my email was lost in the void when you were having email trouble? Um, I thought it was, but then we actually uh, Taryn reminded me we we talked about whatever you had sent in. So no, you're, we, we got you. Uh, I emailed you last month from the website, just like I am now. I have some nice positive feedback. A burn on Terrence for loving DCA more and a high Bev. Hi. We had that last time. Yeah, we did. We read that, so that's pretty cool. Uh, great show. You guys are like good friends I have never met. So I appreciate Those that. Those are the best kind. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Good friends you never see. Sometimes that's better, too. Uh, this is a, uh, a comment on our food options in Disneyland post from January 2014. Sometimes I like reading wow. these things. Okay. Wow. Um, they say, uh, I'm laughing hysterically at Greg's map comment. I concur. I, so gloves must have been in the studio oh, okay. at one point, and I forget what map comment he said. He was – I remembered – today he was yeah. he was we couldn't figure out where something was and he was like you guys really need a map in the yes. studio oh yeah because we're really stupid <laughs> flashback to bev bev how far away <laughs> is oh star God. wars land from toontown it's right next to it um, oh, he says, uh, I concur, but, uh, but I wasn't, I was just. Okay, because I was I trying really to, I, I was actually, uh, keep going. Okay, thank you. <laughs> um, but you probably added one since then. Uh, yes, we've definitely added a few, a uh, few, um, shows since then. He says, one day you guys will get the Rancho del Zocalo Restaurante name right. Uh, I only did it because you wrote it out. So thank you very much. <laughs> Appreciate that. Um, he says, I love character dining. I don't have kids, but it's the best way to meet the characters. There you go. Storyteller and Plaza Inn are the best character uh, dining uh, things. Used to be Goofy's Kitchen, but with their latest update, they have limited the characters that are in there. That's good to know. Went to ESPN last time we were there because it was the only place to open past 11 on a Monday. Yeah. And I was surprised. The portions were quite hefty. I don't think I dented the nachos at all. Mega nice shows. <laughs> mega dope shows. Mega dope shows. Yeah, right. Uh, and all the TVs had a good range of sports, so I got to watch hockey. Yeah. Yes. ESPN Zone is my pick. Besides Ralph Brennan's, of course, yes. is my pick. Ralph and, Brennan's uh, Jazz Kitchen. Jazz Kitchen. Downtown Disney. That's my pick in uh, downtown Disney. So good. So good. Uh, he says, last thing, because this comment is way too long. We went on a family trip in 2015, and my sister has some allergies, which we were worried about. Just like Terrence said, no problem at all. The chefs would come out and walk her through the buffet or menu options. If anyone had issues, it wasn't her, but it was the picky eater in our group. Mm-hmm. So that's good to know. Cool. Uh, this is our friend uh, Jimmy Hunt. He says, hello again. Let me start by saying Kyle needs to be a regular segment along with Spectro Jeremy. He was awesome. Agree. I agree as well. The problem with Kyle is that um, he um, won't – he'll just be like, yeah, I'll just talk about whatever. All right. Well, I don't know the things that you know, so like I have to like right. hit him with emails, and then he sends out this entire like um, outline, amazing outline. And then I go, yeah, that's great. He goes, oh, I just was just spitballing. 
keep it up. You did amazing. So uh, it can't be a regular segment, but I do want to have him back because that guy worked for Disney for a while. And, uh, yeah, he has some good uh, – He knows a lot, and he's willing stuff. to talk, which is cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, next, I wanted to share some recent happenings at Walt Disney World for my most recent trip with the family last week. And I'm sharing this unsolicited information as I believe the below has yet been introduced to either park in Anaheim and inevitably will be to some extent. Okay, uh, this may also give you some cool insights for your 18 trip and or what to avoid. Well, that's cool. I like I like park updates. That's mm-hmm. you know, and it's good to get a, a Walt Disney World flair in here every now and then. <clears throat> so uh, apologize, Jimmy. This is a little trimmed down. Um, you gave us a lot of info. Uh, number one, annual pass holder entrance. I know you mentioned it in a recent podcast, but I wanted to share the experience. We did not use it. Remember, this is uh, relatively new for Disney World, and it's the thing we've been begging Disneyland for forever. Um, They had longer lines there than in the standard queues. I suspect the reason is that only one section of the turnstiles was open in the AP line versus the half dozen open lanes for the norms. Uh, P.S. on this one, I only saw the AP entrance lanes at Epcot, where they are arguably the least necessary. Yeah, I would agree with that. Not a lot of people going to Epcot. You don't need separate entrances. Uh, Disney World Express Transportation, arguably, arguably the coolest new addition if you have the audacity to buy a park hopper. Uh, that was a dig on Blobber. Uh, we <laughs> talked about this, too. You can pay for express transport. Um, if you have tickets with the park hopper option or an annual pass, um, unlimited transfers between all four uh, theme parks. Um, I didn't really understand this. Yeah, we had talked about it before. So basically you pay, it's like extra 10 bucks or something like that. And Bev, you were like, I'm all about it. I'm not trying to walk or whatever. But like Remember it's different than the... I think so. Is Maybe it not. Maybe different than the bus? That was, was Terrence. I, w- I thought it was dumb. I was like, come on. It's different than the buses, I think. I think it's just a separate thing where you ha- you, you pay money and they, they get you to the places faster than like going through the loop of all the buses. I don't, I don't know really where know. my mind was when we talked about this, but that sounds awesome. But you, Having been there? But you're paying 10 extra or 15 extra bucks yes, yeah. okay. per day. Well, but you saw how terrible the thing... The it wasn't really that bad. It was bad, but it wasn't really that bad. It was really bad just trying to get for, to downtown Disney from Epcot. Because yeah. there's no direct transport there. You have to go to a hotel, and then a bus broke down. And yeah. so you had to wait extra long time. And then the line was so full that the bus that came didn't fit everybody in. It was just it was kind of a big mess. That's true. Uh, Rivers of Light. Uh, Jimmy says, this was craptastic. <laughs> huh. This is a new nighttime spectacular at Animal Kingdom. I'm usually a Disney Park apologist, but this is sincerely crap. I'm not convinced they didn't buy the show and tech from Six Flags. No. I don't know. Um, here, we should probably just put this on the... No, it's almost done. Pirate Adventure. This is a much cooler variation on the Sorcerer thing, but much more robust and interactive. It's limited to Adventureland, and you can follow five quests to seek various treasures. I like quests. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gamer, why not? Um, the best part is uh, if you complete two quests, you automatically get a fast pass to pirates. I think that's really cool. Yeah, you did this little game, things. and out of four, if you or out of five, if you get two of them, you get a fast pass. I think that's totally worth it. Just real quick, because uh, Jimmy's in the uh, it's oh, in cool. the chat. He said that you are taken in a van, and they actually take you into the park inside of the gates. Oh wow! For that extra ten to fifteen dollars a day, so. Okay. It, does, it really does seem worth it to me. Um, he, oh, th- I, I did miss this one. Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. This is Disney's answer to Harry Potter Land. Children of all ages are children of all ages <laughs> are invited to use their spells to defeat Hades and his cast of villains from taking over the Magic Kingdom. Throughout the park, there are sor- scores of hidden locations. We are invited on various quests by Merlin to track down evildoers and save the Magic Kingdom. Well, that's cool. Um, and he says. Um, 
Well, I don't know. I don't want to read that. I'll email you, Jimmy. Um, yeah. Okay. That's feedback. Oh, let's talk about uh, – thank you, Jimmy. I appreciate that. That was cool. So Bev had a comment on her uh, 18 Carbon Arrows post. This is from <laughs> Nina. It's a lot of carbs. <clears throat> All of them are delicious. <laughs> Uh, while I completely understand the viewpoint of, wow, this movie is a crazy, noisy mess, which is pretty much what Bev uh, called it, I have come <laughs> to appreciate it and would love for others to do so as well. I think when it's put into the context of the reasons for its creation, along with Saludos Amigos, which we covered previously, as a goodwill introduction to South America for many in the U.S. that had not or would never travel to the areas featured, it's kind of cool. I'd always loved the Las Posadas scene the most, and after realizing that the artwork was completed by Mary Blair, I loved it even more. She was sent to South excuse me, South America to gather inspiration for the art of both these movies, and I believe did some side jobs as well. I read somewhere that the styles she used were part of the reasoning for Disney pulling her back to help with the creation of Small World for the World's Fair. There are also some cool cultural connections. One of the women featured is the sister of the famous Carmen Miranda. Many of the songs as well had some long-standing traditions in the respective countries. Before writing this, I fell into a Googling pit and now have a crazy amount of trivia facts about the movie, but I'll leave it at that. So, yes, mostly crazy and loud, but you got to just love it a bit. Smiley face. Please forgive me for typos. Uh, it was wit- written quickly from my phone on the way to bed. <laughs> on the way to bed. On the way to bed. Uh, thank you, Nina. Uh, um, there you go. There you go. What? What? Nothing. Okay. Just you seemed like you wanted to say something extra, and then you stopped. No. Um, okay. I appreciate that she wants to appreciate it. Yeah. I so guess. the things that she said, like the cool trivia, that you don't, uh, no, I think I think I think it's you. I think it's cool that I think I, I, everything that she talked about I think is cool. Yeah. I don't think any of that information makes that movie not be terrible. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, for sure. You didn't. You didn't like that movie. No. I'm, I need to watch it. I'll probably wa- uh, maybe I'll try to watch it tomorrow. <laughs> Terrence is <laughs> Sam, 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 shaking his head at you. Yeah, but you guys are saying no, and Tam's, <laughs> Sam's saying yes. So I think. Do you I'm remember the songs Sam. that Sam just made you listen to before the show? No problemo. <laughs> no problemo. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a problem, you need a limo. Call one eight hundred. No problem. No problem. No problem. Right. I do remember I really that. I hope someone listening calls that, <laughs> <laughs> or at least Google's it and watches that. Uh, Disaster. Please don't. And then write a review about it. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, Taryn, are you ready for the history of the partners statue? Sure. All right. Okay. Take it away. Will do. Um, okay, so probably the most shocking part of the history of the partner statue is actually when it was created. So that's where I'll start. Um, to all the baby boomers, Gen X and Y, and actually probably even most millennials that are listening, you've probably visited the park before this statue existed. Um, if you're like me, uh, you probably feel really, really old hearing that. Uh, for such an icon in the park, it's um, really hard to imagine that it was only erected 24 years ago in 1993. Learning, uh, learning the young age of the statue is really what made me want to do this show because most of the history that we talk about on this show and most of the history of Disneyland is was really happened many years before anybody in this room was even alive so um, let alone even visiting Disneyland actually so to have a monument that's so recognizable by pretty much any Disney fan that was actually created within my lifetime was fascinating in and of itself Um, but I figured that there had to be some sort of story behind it. And 
there definitely is. Uh, so the year is 1984. Michael Eisner has just come on board as CEO of the Disney Company. Uh, he's full of ideas <laughs> <laughs> and believes that he has the creativity to push the Disney Company in a new and exciting direction. Um, I'm not going to go into this to much more about Michael Eisner, but I will say that in just the very tiny amount that I looked up about him and, and this, um, I cannot wait to do the history of the Disney Company Part Four because it's pre- pretty much going to be the the Eisner years, and yeah, I think there's a lot years. to talk about. <laughs> Terrible years. Well, you'll get a little taste of it today. Um, anyway, so he loves to experiment, and uh, one of his overarching goals as this new CEO, he's trying to prove himself, is to push attendance at the theme parks. Uh, he has plans for new attractions at the park, but as we all know, construction projects can take a very long time. And so he wanted to come up with something quicker, something that was a little bit more short-term, uh, like short-term campaigns that could drive attendance um, in the interim. So one example of these events was called Blast to the Past. It was an event that uh, consisted of a new parade with uh, 50s tunes, and attire, a uh, Main Street hop that featured original entertainers from the 50s and 60s, uh, an Elvis impersonator, and lots and lots and lots and lots of confetti. you got to have Elvis impersonator. You have to. Yeah, it's true. 50s. It's the king. And <laughs> that was terrible. Yeah. I, what did you say? Oh, it's the, the king. king. It's the king. It's the king. It's the king, bear. Bear for no, no. It's getting Bob better. Butter, banana sandwich, bear. Turn your own microphone off. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't work so well if I turn my mic off. It doesn't work as well. I, I know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, along with these things, part of this Main Street hop is there is these, they had five enormous um, jukeboxes that would just, like, kind of parade down Main Street, but then stop, and then people would dance around them. And they were huge, larger-than-life jukeboxes. Um, on a side note... There was also, during this uh, event, a hula hoop contest, oh, yeah. which actually resulted in the world's record for the most persons hula hooping at one time in one location. Huh. 1,527 people. Okay. Has that uh, since been broken? Uh, I don't know. I don't... I'm going to look it up for you. Okay. It. You go ahead and look that up. I didn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was weird enough as it is. Um... So this was a several-week event, and during it, um, in addition to the parade and the uh, Main Street Hop and the Hula Hoop Contest, there was also a larger-than-life jukebox in the Main Street Square. So I, I tried desperately to find a photo of this. I couldn't really find one that showed exactly where it was, but I believe that it's it was where the pumpkin would be today. Like the giant pumpkin or the Christmas tree. That's right. that's okay. where I think it would have been. Okay. okay. Huge thing. So big that it had a, a stage on top with a DJ on the bottom. Wow. So when yeah. you walk in, there was no chance of seeing the castle. No. And 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 nobody likes that. Um just as a side note, I'm I'm trying to research uh, hula hoop. There's a lot of record holders for hula hoops. Mm. Um apparently there's also two record holders USA, so go go USA, for hula hooping underwater. That's, that's, that not possible? Possible. that's not possible. Two minutes, 38 seconds. Um, what? Ashrita Furman, who, she has both records. Two minutes, 20 seconds, two minutes, 38. We got to go swimming. 
Uh, I gotta try this. Oh, of course you do. <laughs> Hard pass. It has to be Is it weighted? a weighted? Yeah, it has to be a weighted. Right, because then it would float. Yeah. Right? Anyway, sorry. But, continue, please. Uh, oh yeah. No, no, no. It's. The physics just don't seem like they work. But go on. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so that was one of these events that, that Mr. Michael Eisner came up with to bring attendance. And it worked, honestly. Um, another one was called Circus Fantasy. Oh, gosh. And it is honestly just as awful as the name. Um, <laughs> so imagine a circus. With animals and trapeze artists and daredevils and gravity-defying giant cage where motorcycles spun around and around and upside down. And um, basically in the hub where the partner statue stands today, yeah. that's where this big giant ball of death is, where the motorcycles go. And again, totally blocking any sort of chance of a view of the castle. Um, and loud. And loud. And <laughs> like elephants. Like Circus. It was a circus at Disneyland. Like, I'm sorry, Disneyland no. has enough. I hate clowns. No. Oh yeah, there is a lot of clowns. No. Like, no, it was no, no, a no, legitimate no. circus. Like, I actually there. If you YouTube the um, the commercial for it, it kind of gives you the the whole the whole thing. It's not good. Um. So those were Eisner's ideas, and uh, Imagineers were not really happy with Eisner's creativity. Uh, Marty Schuyler. Yeah, right? <laughs> but they're such good ideas. Uh, Marty Schuyler and John Hench uh, were especially upset that Walt's intended focal point of the park, the castle, was being continually obstructed. That was one of their main kind of stop doing these things. Uh, and more of these events were were in the planning stages, and they appeared to be getting bigger and bolder. Right. Um, and so the thought around Imagineering was that after only 20 years uh, since Walt's passing, he was being forgotten. Uh, the new generation of kids uh, never saw him on TV. They didn't know who he was and probably didn't really care. Uh, no, and they don't care. No, and his, his legacy would end up being completely forgotten if not commemorated. Right. Yeah. And so their idea was to build a statue. Uh, it took a bit, but eventually Eisner agreed that a statue would help promote the brand. Uh, t- <laughs> this guy. This is also the same guy that was in charge of Disney when DCA opened and it was horrible. Yeah. This guy. Right. He's just I'm really judgy of this guy, and I haven't even done any research on him. But. Well, I mean, it's, you know, it, Walt didn't come from a CEO point of view. He came with what's best for the park, and I think... Right. With a park that size, and you're a CEO, and right. you're coming from another company, you're thinking of what's best for the company is best for the park. I get it. I get it. But, oh, man. Yeah, that was that's the thing. You can think about it, and you go, yeah, yeah okay, well, that makes sense. You can logic it out and go, oh, totally yeah. makes sense. But, um, I mean, it's cool, but it's a weird way. It's a weird way to approach putting a statue up or anywhere. Right. Oh, it's brand reinforcement. Yeah. Cool, buddy. Right, but, yeah, There's just another way to state that, you know? Like, you can you can agree with it and go, no, that's a great idea, Imagineers. Right. Not, and keep it in the back of your head, like, right. no, this is great for branding. You don't have to say it. Right. Anyway. Um, so, Eisner eventually agreed. Uh, the Disney family, and especially Lillian, Walt's wife, uh, they had been against the idea of a statue of Walt ever being built. They did not like this idea. Um, and... I did as much as I could to find information on how they eventually got her on board specifically because she was like, never, never, never. But I, th- I couldn't find anything. Um, eventually they must have because I know they didn't do it without her consent. There's just no way. But 
um, they were just against it. They didn't like the idea, I think. I don't know. Hmm. There there had been a few... Well, I mean, we'll get there. Okay, okay. Uh, but yeah, they just didn't like the idea. But eventually, somehow they got on board and went and they moved forward. So, Marty Schuyler, uh, who was really pushing for this statue, was really good friends with retired figure uh, sculptor and Imagineer uh, and a Disney legend, Blaine Gibson. Marty Sklar. You're right. Okay. Marty Sklar. Yeah, I, okay. I, I just checked it. I was okay. like, is it Schuyler? Yeah, I wrote Skylar the whole time, so I'm going to keep saying that, and okay. I apologize. <laughs> That's it's, all right. It's Sklar. And don't worry about it. Um, uh, yeah. Can I talk to you outside? <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Get the, press, uh, get the press room ready. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez, I hate the press room. <laughs> but I think he's still alive. We can call him up. Oh, Marty we Sklar? should, we should try to book him. No, I, I did a window. I did his window. Yeah. yeah. yeah we should try to book him, and then, and then the last segment is Taryn apologizing for butchering his name. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I'd be like, I don't understand. Yeah, he's 83. All right, go ahead, Terrence. Um, so he was really good friends with Disney legend Blaine Gibson, who we've also done a window of. Mm-hmm. Um, but we need to back up here for a second and talk about Blaine Gibson's relationship with Walt. So back in 1962... Ooh, sounds racy. <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> it does. It's not. Um, back in 1962, the uh, WED supervisor, uh, Richard Irvine, who, by the way was Kim Irvine's father-in-law, uh, convinced Gibson to sculpt a bust of Walt Disney and give it to him as a thank you gift. Uh, Blaine worked on this project at night, outside of his normal business hours. Uh, he wasn't, you know, particularly excited about the project. He didn't hate it or anything, but, you know, he wasn't super stoked. Um and he was having trouble making it look the way he wanted, but he gave the final product to Walt anyway. Uh, upon receiving the gift, our dear Uncle Walt said, what am I going to do with this? Statues are for dead people. Not exactly the response that um, Blaine Gibson was looking for. But anyway, the bus was kept at WED and then sent to Retlaw and eventually made its way back to Gibson's own garage. Supposedly, he couldn't bring himself to destroy it, but did a sketch of a cartoon depicting himself sculpting the bust with Walt off to the side saying, that dummy thinks it looks like me. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, he has, that a, dummy. Yeah, he has a sense of humor about it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, back to the early 90s. Uh, Marty Sklar and the, retired Blaine, uh, and the retired Blaine Gibson are friends. Okay. At Marty's suggestion, Blaine uh, spent some of his retirement sculpting bronze bronze statues. And one day, Marty called up Blaine and asked if he'd be interested in creating a bronze statue of Walt holding Mickey's hand. That is not true. I didn't mean to write that. Uh, A bronze statue of Walt. Let's stop there. Okay. Uh, So Blaine started sketching. And he didn't like to oversketch because you can't really sketch a 2D thing that's going to be 3D. So he sketched a little bit and yeah. he, he got a little excited about it. Um, he wanted to show Walt as he had been in 1954 when he believed that Walt was in his prime. He admits to struggling with the two personas of Walt, however, in, in kind of creating this, this statue. There was the public persona that everybody knew and would be expecting. The, the guy that was on TV, the guy that was, you know, right. that everybody knew. Uncle Walt. Uncle Walt. Uncle Walt. Mm-hmm. But Blaine knew the real Walt, the one behind the curtain, the businessman, the artist. The scotch-drinking smoker. <laughs> Chain smoker. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So, 
his goal was to really capture both of these personas in, God, in the one guy. Wouldn't that be great if he just was like pointing to the future, but it had a, cig- a lit cigarette in it one hand oh. and a low and a high, low ball of scotch in the other? <laughs> be amazing. Oh, it's so the, the scotch is just sitting on Mickey's head. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be good. Here, hold this. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, as with any project, um, there were many, many ideas for this statue because, of course, Imagineering's involved, and um, one of these was Mickey kind of running ahead and pulling Walt along, holding okay. his hand and pulling him yeah. along. Um, another one was Walt. I don't like that so much. Yeah, it didn't get chosen. Yeah. <laughs> um, they actually didn't go with that one because they kind of. Uh, I might actually no, I'm not gonna say that. Never mind. I may be confusing my things. Uh, anyway, another one. <laughs> well, I don't want to give out false information. I don't no, want I appreciate hate mail. That. Yeah. <laughs> um, another one was. I haven't sent you hate mail in a long time. Don't <laughs> don't bring true. it up. <laughs> um, another idea for the statue was Walt holding a set of Epcot blueprints. Yeah. Eh. Mm, yeah, um, that's a little weird. Another one that was actually Marty Sklar's idea was to have Walt waving at the crowd, open hand wave, because he never really liked the idea of Walt pointing. But you can't do the open hand wave because it just looks stupid. Yeah, well, it looks <laughs> if you're not moving, it looks weird. You're just your hands up in the air. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does kind of. So, you know, either you're, you know, it's not weird. really appropriate. It's yeah. not really appropriate. <laughs> I mean, it would have to be like super flared out, yeah. you know, like hi, hey. welcome, hi. <laughs> I mean, it should be it should be just an animatronic where it's just spinning slowly on a pedestal. You're just doing this, yeah, With this frozen head on top. So as well. actually, I didn't I didn't put this in here, but yeah. um, Blaine Gibson said that in, in some interview at some point that uh, Walt could never be an animatronic uh, because he had too many uh, facial expressions. Where hmm. like uh, that's the reason that it works for Abraham Lincoln because. Didn't really have that many. He's kind of just as far a guy. As we, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. He could have been an expert at well, pulling faces. You have no idea. Vampire movie. He moved his face a lot, but <laughs> but, but he doesn't w- move on my pennies at all. No. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What's a penny? Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> but with Walt, it, it just he doesn't see that ever being a viable option. Right. But anyway, I didn't put that in, but now I'm glad I remember it. Um, in many of the versions of the statue, uh, Mickey was actually holding an ice cream cone. But this uh, was eventually scrapped because they didn't want it to look like they were favoring any one vendor over another, like Nestle or Carnation. Mm-hmm. Um, excuse me. And they felt that Mickey seemed too immature holding a ice cream cone. Okay. The, the young mouse that hangs out with children is too immature. I thought that was a little weird, but yeah. I get it. He's I get adult. it somehow. He has his own house. He's an adult. For God's well, sake. I guess that's true. Yeah. And a girlfriend. A car and a woman. Yeah. <laughs> And that's a, a woman? That's, that's a man. That's a mouse. That's a male. That's a male right it's there. not a mouse. It's a male. <laughs> oh, dear heavens. Okay. Moving on. Um, so working with bronze, um, you can't really capture color. and But it was really important to Blaine to give Walt colors, particularly with his hair, um, which was still dark, and with his eyes. Uh, Gibson decided to tilt the statue back ever so slightly so that it would capture a shadow. Hmm. That would create that kind of color, okay, and, and so sort like of that a, like texture, a dual tone, or more yeah. than more than more than just the bronze tone in sunlight. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And I should remind you at this point that I am specifically this is on the Disneyland statue. This is not on any of the other ones. Right. Okay. Um. Uh, so, uh, and speaking to that, uh, they did end up using different colors at Walt Disney World. They'd used. Um, they were able to 
by that point they could use certain chemicals to change the bronze coloring and I believe they use different metals but I can't promise that okay. but anyway I know that Mickey's, it, Mickey's pants I think are gold yeah or they at least look gold yeah and everything else is bronze if I remember no the, like parts of Walt are different colors too oh, okay. it's just a little bit more subtle yeah it should have been hyper color Yes. You, know, you go touch it and your hands hurt. <laughs> it would have been amazing, right? No. I, I am shocked that hasn't come back. That yet. is. It tried. Really ridiculous. Yeah, it tried. Well, I mean, it wasn't hypercolor, the height of hypercolor, like 93, 94, anyway. Yeah. They, they could have totally done that technology. I'm, I'm disappointed. <laughs> um, so. Uh, are the worst. Actually, what I want, I want Ghostbusters 3. <laughs> To be where they shrink down, the Ghostbusters shrink down, and then to fight more evil slime, they go inside the partner statue and hose it down. Oh, jeez. Wow. And so Walt comes to life and, and you know, does <laughs> that's what I want Ghostbusters 3 to be. Do you want it to be women or men? Uh, I don't care as long as it makes me laugh. <laughs> Did you see the new one? No. Yeah, you- because I saw the ads and it didn't make me laugh. Exactly. All right, go ahead, please. So moving on, um, the final figure was actually larger than life Walt. He was standing six foot five inches tall, and Walt was actually only 5'10". Shorty. <laughs> um, Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that was Walt, Walt's portion of the statue. Mickey is a whole other story. No one uh, up to this point had really thought about how tall Mickey Mouse was. The cartoon of Mickey Mouse. Um, and and sure. if he were in real life, how tall would he be? Right. Now they had to think about it. Uh, according to animator Frank Thomas, uh, Mickey's size was determined while animating the Disney short The Pointer from 1939. Uh, they were having a tough time while they were uh, animating this film, uh, staging one of the scenes, so they asked Walt to voice Mickey, and they filmed him doing so. And so while they were doing this, Walt made uh, various hand gestures as he was kind of acting out Mickey in this scene. And at one point in the short, Mickey says, but but you know who I am, right? I'm Mickey Mouse. And when Walt read that line, he put his hand out about three feet high. So he's like, oh, I'm Mickey Mouse, you know, Uh, and that was literally the only recorded (laughs) thing showing what Walt, how tall Walt thought Mickey was. So they went with that. Uh I guess what do you do? I mean, you look at like Steamboat Willie or you know the other cartoons, but how you know? Yeah, but not, there's there's no comparison between right. there's no humans. humans the yeah, world right. is a smaller world. Yeah, so it it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird that they had to even think about that. But um, then there was the matter of the hand holding. Uh, many many hours were spent discussing how a five fingered Walt would hold the hands <laughs> of a four fingered Mickey. <laughs> Um, so it's not interlocking fingers. It the, should be a, it's the the complex things that you never think about because you know imagine you're right. half degrees, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're sitting around debating how a five fingered person can hold a four fingered. I mean, I, I, for whatever. many hours. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I just want that job so bad. I, that would that would be something I would love to do. Debate just the minutia of things that don't matter. Yeah, but I guess they do. Those details. Yeah. Um. So there's a part of uh, Jason's favorite movie, Fantasia. Mm, love it. Um, and I think it's at the end, but to be honest with you, I've always fallen asleep, so I can't promise. But, Me too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Me too, bro. Where, where the conductor, Leopold uh, Strakowski, shakes hands with Mickey. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 And they use that moment as the model for Walt and Mickey holding hands, because that's the only time Mickey's ever touched a human. Yeah. So, huh. weird. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's we- like, 
Like, where do they pull this stuff out from? It, it seems. I mean, it's, it seems weird, right, to us because we're, that's not our our world, right? But right. they're. But to them, it it, it matters, and they're hyper focused on that right. one yeah. thing. Yeah, this this is that super guy's job fantasy. Is the hands. They're what literally turning fantasy into reality. Like right. literally, that kind of came to life, and now is a is an actual thing. Um, and you got to get it right. You got to make it look right. There's no sense in doing it in, in another way. So. Well, especially this is a statue of Walt and Mickey. Like, is there right. anything more important? To Disneyland, no. <laughs> like, you can't get it wrong. Yeah, You're right. Um, but I wish they did just to see like the nexus of the fingers intertwining and being weird. And you're like, I don't know what's happening there. Yeah. That looks weird. It would have been awesome if Walt was like six five and Mickey was like nine seven or something like that. <laughs> oh boy. Um, so then on the subject of hands, um, on the statue, Walt is of course doing the famous Disney two fingered point. He's seen um, actually making this similar gesture in many photos from the 1950s uh, during the construction of Disneyland. And there's actually really good evidence out there that this particular gesture, the two-fingered point that we all know, was at least partially developed because of how Walt was seen pointing during the, this construction. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, however, he was uh, making this gesture because he had a cigarette in his hand, just mm-hmm. like what you said. Um the photos that are on the internet um, have s- since been completely photoshopped. So he's yeah. still doing this, but there's no cigarette there. I've read that before, where they've gone back and, and literally edited out his cigarette. Yeah. yeah. And usually I wouldn't put something like this in because it's rumor, but there's literally yeah. photos side by side, and you're like, oh, yeah, no, they actually did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've also read that they, they did the two-finger point just because they don't like to point. Right. They thought it was it was it, it was, was incorrect. It was and actually now that I remember so. that I, in that uh, Disney Vault book um, with the guy who runs the archives, he said that that's not true. That it's literally just because they pointing is rude and so two fingers is better. Right. Um, yes, but however, that's the other I mean, this is a statue. Yeah. If pointing is so rude, why is Walt pointing with one finger or two? You know what I mean? Like, I, that's yeah. where I kind of would argue with that. Well, like, I think it's pointing to the future, to the non-existent thing. I don't know. Well, I'll get there, but Yeah. Um, I mean, you're right. It's 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 a valid point. I mean, <laughs> point. could it just be a little more of like a gesture, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's a little interesting. I I mean, I guess we're never gonna know. No, there's no way to know. <laughs> it's just it's all theory. The, the exact truth, that but, head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, hey. Hey you. <laughs> so then, speaking of the pointing, yeah. um, what is he pointing to? Right. Uh, there's several rumors out there. Uh, one that Walt is pointing toward Epcot. Because that would have been his next project. Okay, first of all, that's stupid. Um, and if he was pointing at Epcot, he would have to be pointing towards Space Mountain. So the whole statue would have to be yeah. moved. Like, well, they're right next door to each other, so it's fine. Yeah. It, I, oh, I already looked it up, Terrence. I had to, like, zoom all the way out from... Okay, okay. <laughs> like, I, was, like, I, was, I was trying to figure out... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, so, like, he would be pointing towards Space Mountain if he was pointing toward Florida. So yeah. he's, po- he's pointing south. Sorry, he's pointing south at that point is what you're saying, then. Um... And then if he was pointing towards Space Valley... Disneyland's pointing north. Or in Disneyland, he's pointing north, right? He would be pointing south. No, he's he pointing, point he's pointing south. Mountain, is he pointing, pointing towards east. the castle, or is he pointing towards no, the entrance? Pointing he's pointing toward towards um, the entrance. The main yeah. Okay, yeah, that's south. Okay. Yeah, so... I don't know. I don't spend my time staring at statues. <laughs> so the theory that's what museums are for. <laughs> I don't know north from south. What? Right. Well, no, I didn't either. Google yeah. Maps. They're very close together. And, by the way, Google right. Maps does not have a key, like a compass thing. 
Yeah. So I was like, I really hope that's just north. Like, I have to just assume. <laughs> and then I zoomed all the way in. I was like, it totally is. north. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. In general, they orient maps. <laughs> I figured. Okay. But, you know. <laughs> I don't... I've learned on this show... There's no judgment from me. You know that. Rumors. You can't take things at rumors, so... You, no, you can't. I appreciate I that. I appreciate <laughs> I don't know. That. Whatever. Uh, so anyway, that rumor is really stupid and not true. Um, another one is that Walt Dis- at, at Walt Disney World, Walt is pointing toward his brother Roy's statue, which is on Main Street, and Roy is sitting with Minnie Mouse, and the thought is that Walt is telling Mickey to go sit with them because he has to move on with the company without him. What? Gross, right? That's horrible. horrible. Like, super creepy, weird, no. No. That is horrible. I gotta go now, Mickey. Yeah. You gotta yeah. let me go, Mickey. You go sit over save there. Save yourself, Mickey. <laughs> now, I just think of it in like a war context. Go, no. save yourself. <laughs> <laughs> we leave no walk behind. <laughs> I mean, what in the world? I don't know where I people mean, come up with this stuff. It's terrible. That. That's terrible. I want to know the specific person that I thought of that, too. and I want to interview them and be like, no, what there's like is- several people that think this. And it's because, so the, the Roy statue, I don't remember seeing it at Disney World, but I've seen it at, uh, de- uh, when we went to Imagineering. Yeah. And they have the same one there. And so it's like. Way to slip that in, by the way. Yeah. No, I know. Super cool. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Roy is sitting right next to Minnie and they're like really close. And then there's a, there's a space on the bench. It, where a person can sit and take a photo. Okay. That's what the space is there for. Let's okay. be just totally real. It's not so that there's room for Mickey to sit down right. and leave when, Walt over when, there. When Walt lets him go. Right. Yeah, <laughs> like, no. when he I'm releases sorry. him and goes on his, now. just the next, but the next. That's so weird, man. <laughs> not okay. Journey? What? <laughs> so this is like an actual, this is an actual like rumor. theory that people think That's currently. That's currently. Obscene. Wow. Absurd. Not obscene. Yeah. Um, it's both, it's actually. Both. Yeah. So then, according to Blaine Gibson, you know, the guy that made the statue, uh, the true reason that Walt is pointing down Main Street and sharing, uh, he's sharing with Mickey his joy at seeing all the happy people who came to visit them today. That makes sense. That makes perfect sense. And kind of a duh. Like... And that's also why he's pointing towards the entrance and not the castle. It's also a lot less morbid. (laughs) For sure. Uh, hey kids, you see you see where he's pointing? That's because he's dying. <laughs> yeah. Huh. See that hand gesture he's making? There should be a cigarette there. Yeah. yeah. Don't smoke, kids. Yeah. <laughs> Mickey, go sit over there with Roy because I see the light. We gotta go now. Terrible. <laughs> I know. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know, <right? laughs> Bye. Yeah. Uh, see you next time. So stupid. <laughs> well, guess I won't. <laughs> yeah. I'm a cartoon. I'm here forever. Hey, gone. <laughs> Uncle Roy, what is death? <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, Mickey, it's like when your reel runs out in real life. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, dear. That sucks. We should probably move on. Right. <laughs> oh. So up to this point, uh, we've talked about Mickey's Horrible. height, the hand-holding, the point, but there are a few other details on the statue that you may not notice unless you look closely. All right. Cigarette burns and <laughs> on Mickey's arm. <laughs> you smell Walt's mouth. It smells like scotch. Oh, really awesome. Geez. Perpetual scotch-smelling statue. Yeah. Disney like, is good with scent. Like a soaring over California. Soaring over Walt's mouth. Oh, my the goodness. The imprint of a pack of cigarettes in his back pocket. <laughs> wow. And we think other, everybody else is morbid. <laughs> Oh, 
Okay. All right, that's it. Okay. Uh, other things to notice, aside from what you guys have already mentioned, <laughs> on Walt's tie are the initials STR. And what this is is actually a pin from his vacation home in Palm Springs called the Smoke Tree Ranch. It was a pin that he wore on his tie often. So, of course, it would be on his statue. Uh, also, uh, I wanted to note that on Walt's right hand is an Irish clada ring. I had to spell it out. It's mm-hmm. not Irish. <laughs> you don't um, speak Gaelic? I don't. Uh, it's too bad. Gaelic. <laughs> uh, Walt uh, purchased him and his wife these rings on a trip to Ireland in 1948, and both of them wore them in addition to their traditional wedding rings. So he is wearing that on the hmm. statue as well. I've never taken the time to look at his Me uh, either. His hands there. Had no idea. Um, or his tie. I wouldn't even know he was wearing a tie. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Um, so the statue's built. The year's 1993. It just so happens to be Mickey Mouse's birthday. Oh. So on November 17th, Disney threw a very large party called Mickey's Worldwide Kids Party. This is actually kind of cool. It sounds terrible. That's I know. A, what's the terrible name? It's it's it is terrible. But this is the '90s, and this is Michael Eisner. Let's not forget. Uh, <laughs> but the idea itself is cool. This was basically a group of seven thousand children from all over the world, uh, many of whom didn't even own a pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. They were provided shoes. <laughs> Thank God. Well, that concrete gets really hot, and they don't want to be open to a lawsuit. They were provided shoes and clothing where needed. Um, <laughs> where needed? Guys. This was not Stop. supposed to be funny. This isn't funny. It's not funny, haha. It's funny as in how ridiculous. Clothing as needed. <laughs> what, does that, what does that mean? What does that mean? I'm, I'm in the grass skirt and shells. Uh, no, here, <laughs> put on this sweatshirt. I mean, why doesn't ever, like, in my, in my mind, I'd be like, let's give all the kids just new clothes just because. Right. They all get the same t-shirt. Yeah. like Everybody oh. gets a t-shirt. <laughs> but this one has holes in it. It's fine. <laughs> well, let's also remember, I, I wrote this. So, <laughs> is that why it's worded that way? She has a good I point. I don't remember. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> um, they were also flown to Anaheim, and this is where they celebrated with food, games, cartoons, and of course, character meet and greets. Mm-hmm. The next day, these children were Mickey's guests of honor at the official unveiling of the statue at the Hub on November eighteenth, nineteen ninety-three, Mickey's birthday. Uh, the well, that's stat- nice. Yeah. The statue was then rededicated in 2001 on what would have been Walt's 100th birthday. That's nice. I like that. I like that a lot. And that, my friends, is the not-so-short history of the partner statue. All right. Well, good that's... job, Taryn. You did good. Thanks. That was great. I mean, that's there's great. more than you thought, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's a lot and of stuff. And I never actually go there and, like, do the thing and, like, take the picture oh, in front of that. I've never taken a picture in front of it because there's always people there, and I'm like, ugh. <laughs> I hate people. I, I, I want to talk I mean, about. Right? I want to talk about the 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 angle trick where, like, if you're on a certain side of the partner oh, yeah, statue. Yeah, I didn't add that. Um, but I don't know if it's appropriate. I don't think it is. I don't know what you're talking. We about. We talk about it on the secret show. Yeah, Sam knows. I know. <laughs> is it inappropriate? Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, it's then. a little inappropriate. Of course, Sam knows, and yeah. I have no idea. 
If you're on the here, let me see if I can do it. If you're on the 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 side that is just Walt and not Mickey, mm-hmm. um, and then you you like so your back is to Adventureland, I think is what it is, uh, and you're facing Tomorrowland. Terrence googled it. Yeah, you, then it oh. looks like M- Mickey. Mickey is at waist level, and so is his nose, and then that's all you got to deal with. Um, okay, how about some news? Yes. March in the past, present, and future with all the news that's fit to cover. It's the Ears Up Disney News. All right. Um, let's see. Disney gives opening details for Avatar and Star Wars lands, which we talked about this on the last show um, with uh, Kyle, the Imagineer. And then he was saying, I think afterwards, or he was before, he was kind of complaining about, like, oh, yeah, there's no way Star Wars land is going to be done in 2018. Um, yeah. Well, that got pushed back. The uh, Walt Disney World will open Pandora, the world of, of, of Avatar, on May 27th, while its 14-acre Star Wars land will debut in 2019. Yep. Where is Avatar Land going? It's going to be in um, Disney World, oh, uh, Disney Hollywood Land. Studios. I think. No, 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 the King, uh, um, Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom, yeah. right. Um, let's see. Bob Iger told analysts that the Avatar Land at Disney's Animal Kingdom has an extremely unique design and architecture. It really does make you feel like you're in Pandora. How do you know, Bob? Have you been to Pandora? <laughs> to find the Ask unup- jaded podcaster Jason Petros. <laughs> to find the unobtainium. Best name ever. Yeah, the unobtainium. Jim and Christmas. Um, the area will be the biggest new land we've opened in Florida in a very long time. He said, I think that's good for the whole business down there. I honestly think good it's quote. going to flop so hard. The original okay. movie came out in 2009, but several, sequ- several sequels are exactly. planned beginning in 2018. So that's they're kind of... They're Nine rampage. years later year, when yeah. no one cares. Yeah, I, know, I never man. saw the first one. It's still yeah. one of the best, one of the highest grossing movies of all, if if not the highest grossing movie of all. People were, time. if you remember, people in uh, a few Asian countries were killing themselves. I think Koreans specifically because they could not be in a world as beautiful as Avatar. Yeah, they were literally committing suicide over this movie. Yeah, it's gonna blow people away. It is. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah. But I agree. It seems like a weird thing to invest your money in. But they right. have several. I, th- I think yep. three new, three other movies coming out. Absolutely. That they've kind of already shot, which is amazing. Uh, literally everything that I have just thought about saying. There, there were like four comments that I almost made. Yeah. You're going to be happy to know that my filter is intact right now. So. <laughs> All right. Good job. Um, so you don't know. There you go. Everything's delayed. Pretty much is what's weird. happening. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Florida. Uh, Florida women sue Disney over people mover injury. Oh my! God. Taryn, you're gonna you're gonna really enjoy this one because you've been on the people mover down yeah, there. It's like the slowest ride ever. I mean, right. I love it. But two sisters, Jamie Gentile and Jackie Hurley from South Florida, claim they were injured on the Tomorrowland Transit Authority people mover in Disney's Magic Kingdom in 2015, and are now suing Disney for more than fifteen thousand dollars. That's it, according to the or more than. So maybe it's like fifteen fifty five. Come on, yeah. yeah. Uh, according to the Orlando Sentinel, the lawsuit filed by the Orange. Circuit Court claimed that the sisters were injured when, quote, the ride malfunctioned, causing the passenger cars to crash into one another. I thought that they were all in one track. And they yeah. were just kind of linked together, but apparently not. Uh, the People Mover is a slow-moving attraction. We all know that. Um, it was inspired by the sister attraction in Disneyland that closed in 1995. 
<laughs> Disney has not commented on the issue, but if and when they respond, uh, whatever. Uh, what they do know is Disney's operating guide says that all cast members working on the People Mover must uh, People Mover they spiel they have their thing right that they say vehicle bumping may occur when attraction restarts after the ride stops. Right. Jeffrey Dahlman, the attorney for Jamie Gentile and Jackie Dahlman? Hurley, says, <laughs> <laughs> says the two sisters are not available to comment, but they tasted great. Um, no, the two sisters were transported to the hospital by ambulance. By oh ambulance. Oh, my gosh. Listen That's to this. So Listen to this. The attorney claimed that Jamie Gentile injured her jaw, which required surgery. And Jackie Hurley had apparent spine and neck injuries, which also required surgery. And they're suing for fifteen grand. No, more than way. More fifteen five. I'm sorry, yeah. I forgot. So, I, what were you doing to injure your jaw and your back, and you need surgery on both? <laughs> it just it makes no sense. What well, makes no sense? I mean, it's not like that thing lurches five feet ahead it's, when it restarts. It's just a, like oh, it's a, you know whatever. Uh, Maybe it's a little jarring. I would love to see photos of these I people. I know. What do you guys? It just it's it. It's weird. It's no. weird. People are awful. There's people are weird and awful. Awfully weird. Uh, let's see. That's another uh, Star Wars land thing. Uh, here's an interesting one out of Disneyland. The Disney Junior live stage show is ending at California Adventure as puppeteers negotiate pay raise. Oh. Um, so the Disney Junior thing will close down. I believe it's in April. They can't afford to give them a raise. Um, apparently not. So um, uh, a lot of that stuff. I've no, you've seen it, right? You guys yeah, have, have seen it? Seen it. I haven't actually. No, but there's like a lot of puppets and stuff. It right? is. It's a live action thing. You sit on the floor and they have like a makeshift stage in front of you, and then they have the puppets coming from behind. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in May 2015, a majority of the 30 puppeteers voted to join the American Guild of Variety Artists, which also represents live performers at the resort, such as singers and dancers. Soon after that, that guild filed an unfair labor practice complaint with the National Labor Relations Board, alleging that that year, Disney reduced their work hours and took other retaliatory actions, apparently for them joining a union. Disney wasn't happy. The complaint was settled, and Disney paid the puppeteers a about 167 grand in back pay. Wow! Um, but the two sides are still negotiating a three-year contract for the puppeteers. Um, they're still discussing wages. Disneyland has dug their heels in on a starting wage of 12 bucks an hour. Assuming this is a three-year contract, that means in 2019 the starting wage will be the same as California's state-mandated minimum wage. Wait, uh, twelve dollars an, an hour? No, they want more, but Disney is saying we're only going to pay you twelve bucks an hour, and that's a contract for three years. So by the time the contract is up, you can get a job at McDonald's, or you can be a puppeteer in Disneyland. Like it makes no sense. That's crazy. It makes no sense. Well, also over the next three years, California's um, uh, minimum wage is going up anyway, mm-hmm. so they're going to have to pay them more. Yeah. Well, no, they're contracted. That's that's I think rude. I think that's uh, yeah. Disney sucks. It's yeah, it's pretty weird, man. It's pretty weird. But uh, anyway, so I think that ends in April sometime, <laughs> and um, you know it's going to stall out until they can figure some stuff out. Hmm. Um, this is the most. Here, I'm not even going to read that. That's I wouldn't even work story. for twelve dollars an hour. No. Yeah. Here's a cool story. Uh, Disney research demonstrates open air wireless charging. Oh. Uh, they invented a new method of wirelessly charging mobile devices that could someday allow amusement park patrons to walk about freely while also getting their mobile devices charged, which freaks me out. Yeah, yeah lots of cancer. All the cancer. Right? Uh, I want this to be tested for 50 years before it comes yeah. into play. I mean, come on. Uh, the technology, which Disney has dubbed, uh, oh God, 
quasi-static cavity resonance. Yeah, that sounds healthy. That's creepy. Enables purpose-built structures such as cabinets, rooms, and warehouses to generate quasi-static magnetic fields that safely deliver kilowatts of power to mobile receivers contained nearly anywhere within. It was really recently published, blah, blah, blah. an experimental demonstration showed that in a 16 by 16 room with a floor, ceiling, and walls made of painted al- aluminum, to be British for a second, uh, sheet metal, the uh, QSCR, thank you for the acronym, could deliver power to small coil receivers in nearly any position with 40 to 95 percent efficiency. Up to 1900 watts of power can be transmitted safely between transmitters and a coil receiver and a mobile device. Uh, that's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. You should be hanging out. I don't like it. Or you can go into the room and then you just like your phone just charges. Well, I don't like that for a lot of reasons, like the 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 billions of cancer being one of them. Right. But then again, it's the why why are you so attached to your phone? Yeah, get off your phone, bro. Jason has to Pokemon. Right. Well, I mean, I've been I Pokemon now, but I mean, there are things I understand. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This one goes back to I mean, I wish uh, Jeremy from Spectra was on here because uh, our friend Childish Gambiani, uh, (laughs) Gambino, uh, otherwise known as Donald Glover, he was recently cast as Lando Calrissian. Um, Disney released its first cast photo for the new untitled Han Solo spinoff movie on Tuesday. The film is due for release date on May 25th, 2018. Uh, Woody Harrelson is co-starring in there. Is it Han Solo? Yeah. What did I say? Han. I knew what you meant. That's why I didn't stop you. Okay. Um, it's just fine. Yeah. Uh, Han, Han Solo... Uh, and then Donald Dulonald Glover as Lando Clarassian. Uh According to Disney, the movie will explore Solo and Chewbacca's adventures before Star Wars: A New Hope. So there's one for the kid. Uh, well, no, what did what did uh, what did Jeremy call him? Childish oh, yeah. Bambino. Bambino. <laughs> it's a Bambino. Bambino. Mario. <laughs> it's a Sultan Swat. <laughs> Get into the Millennium Falcon. Oh. Um, and then in other uh, Donald Glover news, Donald Glover and James Earl Jones have been cast in Disney's live action The Lion King. Uh, Amazing. Oh, listen to this pun. Donald Glover is going to be the main event in oh, Disney's live wow. action version of The Lion King. You know, M A N E. Dad joke. Um, right? Glover has been cast as Simba. James Earl Jones is, will be playing Mufasa. Uh, Matthew Broderick and Jonathan Taylor Thomas, JTT, have shared, they both share the role of Simba in the animated film. Uh, but now it is uh, Childish Gambino. That a boy. <laughs> so that kid's that kid's putting in some work, some yeah, Disney yeah, work, man. man. Good job. Uh, that's the news. It's good. Cool. Like, it's not bad. Not a whole lot going on in, in the world of Disney things, but uh, you know, enough. Are we done? Did we do all of our stuff? We did the things. It's yeah. like the shortest show we've done in a while. It's an yeah, hour and fourteen minutes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> man, that's probably true. Uh, I feel like there's updates and stuff, but I don't know. No D twenty three. Be become become a Patreon supporter. Um, oh, I saw the uh, um, so all you people who are the, I think it's the twelve dollar and up to get the drawing. Uh, I saw the ones you guys are getting in the mail from uh, Lulu. That's pretty awesome. They're dope. Dude. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna tell dope. you what they are, but uh, they're they're really rad. You guys are gonna love them. Um, I want to make them into a shirt. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I think people, rad, people really I think like be a that. Rad shirt. Yeah, I got a lot of work for Lulu. I got a lot of work for her. Uh, I, I finally found somebody that can like take my weird ideas and actually make them into reality. So we're gonna have to like that. pay for her carpal tunnel surgery at some point. Yeah, for real. <laughs> well, we should start negotiations at twelve dollars an hour. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> she, Perfect. She, 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 where do I sign? <laughs> where do I, let's do the fact of the show and get out of here. Uh, Disneyland does fireworks like unlike any other theme park in the world. Launched backstage from pneumatic air cannons. These cleaner and technologically superior fireworks are detonated from the air by an onboard computer to make sure that the explosions match the music every time. The technology utilized here is actually the same technology that the military uses to launch submarine missiles. Right? Uh, Toontown closes for every fireworks show because it collects the fireworks fallout. While this is mostly an uneventful affair, Disney is occasionally always, or excuse me, Disney is always ready, not occasionally always, <laughs> but always ready with fire hoses, spare paint, and a few other supplies to put out the occasional fire. Spare nice. paint? I guess in case something lands yeah. on a building oh, and whatever, right, yeah, right. right. Um, but no, that's kind of cool. He puts out fire pretty good. You shut. It's out. Fifty dollars. Say stuff like that to me. <laughs> You're right. Terrence, I tried your idea. It so, hurts. So it hurts. What else? Remember Michael Jackson and the Pepsi <laughs> oh, thing? Goodness. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for joining us. Um, catch us. I don't know. Do the things. I don't know. It's been a long show. Uh, we'll see you in the park. The shortest show we've done. <laughs> it might be. I don't know. I have a lot of editing to do. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. You're not wrong. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, find us online and uh, be our friend. All right, bye.